Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? This is your boy, JBJR, back with you with another dope episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Um, before we start, if um, just to go ahead and promote everything, get out the way, uh, make sure you um, check us out on all forms of social media, which is at Fruit Boom Pod, which is F-R-U-I-T-B-O-O-M-P-O-D. Um, that's for everything podcast related. And make sure you uh, check us on all uh, audio streaming sites, uh, Spotify, uh, we're on Amazon, we're on Apple Music, we're on anything that you listen to, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, anything that you would normally listen to, man, we are out here in the podcast, we're on audio, so make sure you definitely want to check us out, and also make sure you follow everything Fresh Produce related, which is at Fresh Produce Beat Battle on Instagram, make sure you check us out on there, uh, you want to check out or follow the live show, which is Fresh Produce STL, you can follow that on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and you want to check out the online show, make sure you check us out on Fresh Produce Online on Instagram to follow all the latest uh, news for the online show. And if you ever uh, want to sign up for the actual beat battle, whether it's in person or online, make sure you check us out at freshproducebeatbattle.com forward slash sign up. So make sure you check us out there as well. Uh, but you know, to go ahead and get everything started, we got um, we're gonna go ahead and introduce my man. Uh, we got a brand new guest. Uh, he has competed in Fresh Produce before. I definitely seen it before. Uh, actually, like I said, him and his son actually competed as competitor. Uh, competitors in the online, uh, and I believe it was the online battle, and that was pretty dope to see that man. That was our first father son competition. I believe they actually went against each other, man, and that was and that was really really truly yeah. dope to see, man. That was really dope to see. And as well, he is a St. Louis native from the south side of St. Louis, Missouri, man. He also does podcasting and he does a little bit of DJing as well. So we're definitely going to get into his story right now. So we actually got the father on the line. So this is my man, man at arms. Give him all praise and welcome. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's good, bro? Man, it's a rainy ass, uh, <laughs> yeah. rainy ass Saturday morning, man, yeah. in May. So yeah, May twenty twenty, uh, May twenty twenty two, man. When you're listening to this, it's a rainy Saturday morning going on, man. So yeah, man, it's 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 a lot going on, man. We have a lot of crazy storms. Uh, no, today's the twenty first uh, of May. Just to let everyone know. So yeah, it's been crazy these last couple of days with rain and heat and rain and heat. But that's St. Louis for you, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so that's how stuff goes. Um, so uh, before we get started with the actual interview I want to introduce anyone who's a brand new listener who never listened uh, to this podcast not once uh, if you're listen, if you're a first time listener the whole point of this podcast is to um, give uh, stories and lives and experiences to the main three uh, unsung heroes of which I feel are in music which are the producer the DJ and the engineer um, it's a lot of dope podcasts about artists and bands whether they're local or indie or nationally or internationally recognized you know and those are great and i love listening to those all the time but you know it's not a lot of podcasts there are a few sprinkled here and there but not a lot focused on specifically those three you know main roles in music with the producer with the dj and the engineer so i want to go ahead and give like i said the stories and experiences and uh in the lives of those people you know because you know like i said without those three, you would not get any of the great music that you hear in mainstream media today. So definitely, you know, I said producer makes the actual sounds and the music and the composition. You know, the engineer mixes everything, records everything, so make sure the producer and the artist and band sounds great. And the DJ does a lot of the distribution and getting the uh, breaking music for the masses and stuff like that. So, oh, and playing music for like clubs and radio and podcasting and online stuff. Like, I definitely want to go ahead and get that. You know, give them enough time to shine to go ahead and like I said stories and experiences that's that's the name of the game here through the bone so we're gonna go ahead and get the interview started right now man uh as I ask everyone I'm gonna ask you the same questions just you know we're just gonna have a conversation and go from there with questions so I want to go ahead and ask you first um how did you get into music and music production like take us back wow um so I got into music I guess when I was younger um and I'm talking about probably, I don't know, let, let's just start here. So both of my parents played instruments. I kind of grew up in the church. My dad was like, basically like minister of music. My mom kind of accompanied him on like piano, but my dad played like drums, keyboard, organ, um, stuff like that. So I've always been around music. I've always been around like different forms of music. I can remember just, you know, being in a car with my dad and he, 
throw on different jazz artists. He'd throw on, you know, one of his favorites he used to play when I was a kid was Chuck Mangione. Um, nice. Uh, kind of a trumpet, flugelhorn type player. Oh, um, definitely familiar. Definitely familiar. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I kind of grew up hearing like a different, different types of music or whatever. Um, and that, that was like, man. So, like I said, that goes back to when I was like little, little, man. So, yeah, I've always been around it. Um, and I always had a love for music. And I grew up, I played a little piano when I was younger, but I kind of drifted to like percussion, drums. Um, and I played that for probably about, I don't know, maybe about 15, 15 to 17 years. Um, so yeah, so I've always been around music, man. Like my, my family right now, everybody has some type of musical interest to say the least. My, my wife, she sings. Um, my daughter, she sings, even though she doesn't really play it up, but she can. My son, he plays a multitude of instruments, you know, and he sings, he raps or whatever. And then we have myself or whatever. So, um, and then even extended family. So it's, it's, it's there and it's always been there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man. Um, since you say, you know, since it sounds like you're very in a come from a very musically inclined family, both your own that you created and you know the one you came from with your parents, man. So, do you play any instruments, or anything like that? Do you do any, any of those, those things, or did were you just like uh, just a huge fan of music and just kind of how you got interested? Um, I mean, again, like I said, I played drums for a while, you know, but that was as far as it really went. Um, I played that from you know probably grade school all the way through high school okay. and. Um, but when I got, I'd say once I started getting a little bit older and I kind of was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this after school. Um, that's when I really like focused in on like production, like hip hop production or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so it kind of put me in a different headspace and a different way of thinking about things at that time. So I ended up like selling like my mom still talks to me about it this day. She won't even let it die. It's been years. <laughs> but I sold, like, she had she had got me a drum set. Um, and I sold the drum set for some money so I can get some Techniques 1200 turntables. Nice, you know? nice. Because so, I was like, okay, well, I want to start learning about DJing. I already kind of learned from another guy, a uh, good friend of mine. And then I went ahead and I bought one turntable. Then I think I had got like a credit card or something and I found a turntable that was at a shop that like repaired electronic stuff and somebody didn't claim it. And I called them like, hey, do you guys happen to have one? And I called them all over St. Louis and they were like the only one who had anything. They had one. So I ended up buying that from them. And then I think I got a job. I was working at Best Buy and found out, oh, they have these in the Central Warehouse. How can I get one of these? Because they didn't sell them in the stores. And I had one of my guys who worked in the audio department, he ordered me one and I got it on a discount and I bought that from him. So I just kind of went from one stage to another stage to, you know, for the lack of a better time. Nice, nice. Hey man, hey, don't hookups come in handy, bro. Like I, <laughs> I, they do. Like I promise you that, man. Look, like I got my own little hookups. Like you no, know, shout out to my man Master Wiki, man, who helps run a lot of fresh produce and is also yeah. you know runs the Suburban Pro Studio with my man Carter. Uh, yeah, he put me on a lot of good, uh, a lot of good uh, audio equipment and stuff like that over time. And, yeah. Uh, so and shout out to my man, uh, my man B Money, man, you know, producer extraordinary, and he works at Sweetwater, and so he put me in, so I get a lot, a lot of my equipment from him. So, yeah. so yeah, so now I totally understand, man. Them, them hookups, man, we got people that can <laughs> that can help you out, bro. I, I get it, man. Like, so you know, he, you know, said so them, them two guys, man, uh, th those are two bros, man. They definitely put me on game on a lot of good stuff. So, okay. I, I, I get it, man. Like, you know, of course, I found stuff from, like overtime, like it, you know, uh, thrift stores or right. you know, Craig or Craigslist. You no, know, Craigslist was a gold mine for me finding stuff. Right. So, so yeah, man. But no, no, I get it, bro. Like, you know, get it how you live, man. Especially if you get it at a good <laughs> price. Yeah. yeah. I'll bet you, I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> yeah. See, and see, back then, and and I'm showing my age. So you talking about like mid '90s, and back then in St. Louis, there was only a handful of places that you could get those type of turntables, and at the time, nobody had them. Mm. The only place that had them then and they were like they had them used and that was a there was a place called alabars sound and lighting and they have and they were like eight hundred dollars a pair mm. for used and they went out of stock so nobody around town had them so you either had to find some kind of hookup or you had to order them from like new york or something 
you know. So. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, I'm gonna show my age. Like we talking about the nights. Like if we talking, I'm assuming early nights. We talking about right? Yeah. So you talking about like probably like ninety four, ninety five. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was great. Yeah, I'm still in grade school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be thirty five in June, man. So like, yeah, just kind of shook this, you know. Nah, like so. Yeah, you talking about if you talking about ninety four hours. Seven? See? <laughs> so yeah, so like so yeah, yeah. I think I was yeah. like seven, so yeah, I'm, I'm showing sure my age, bro. Yeah, I'm showing sure <laughs> my age, man. No, but ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Like I said, you got you got a lot of experience, man. You got you have a lot of experiences you pass down, man. Clearly, you know, like I said, with your son and your daughter, man. So no, definitely. Like so it, it, it shows, man. It's I don't even call it more age, it's more experience, man, wisdom that you got at this point. So it's I'll, I'll take that. So there you go. We'll, we'll say that. So we'll say that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, so now just kind of uh, just kind of segue more into your producer side. Um, what do you use currently for your music production? So I, I'm I'm kind of between three things, man. So primarily, I use Reason and Machine. Okay. I don't necessarily always use them together, but I use both of those depending on what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to get done. I use reason for more so like if I'm trying to like I guess make something that's more of a bigger composition type of thing with a lot more parts or whatever I use reason for that because the workflow is a little different sometimes it takes a little longer and then I use machine if it's something I want to try to get done pretty quick I like to compare machine to like you got trap producers that do like they use like FL FL studio a lot of time and I've seen guys do that and they don't even have to listen to it they just put some stuff out there and they got a track done in 10, 15 minutes. And for me, because I'm primarily primarily uh, like boom bap lo-fi or whatever, and machine works like that for me. I can get stuff done a lot quicker in machine than I can reason. Um, and the third program that I use is, uh, so I use Studio One. Okay, I, okay. I use Studio One though primarily for like, um, for like, um, like vocal recording. So if I got somebody here and we do a recording, I recorded in there before I recorded in Reason. It works gotcha. better for me, kind of like Pro Tools does for a lot of people. I've used Pro Tools in the past, and I just kind of grew away from it. Um, and I got more accustomed to using Studio One, its workflow, and the, and, and the things that it does. And, and and like I said, I used it for years when I was doing the podcast. I started off in Pro Tools. The version of Pro Tools I had became um, incompatible with the operating system I had. So I had to find something else versus buying a whole different version of Pro Tools. So I went with Studio One and I kind of been using it on and off ever since. Gotcha, gotcha. So, and correct me if I'm wrong. So you, are you using a Mac currently or are you using, uh, no, you said, well, uh, no, never mind. You said you use PC, never mind. Cause I know yeah, uh, right before. So I know a uh, PC, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I've basically been hearing like, you know, uh, Studio One is kind of like for PC and Pro Tools is more so for Mac workflow. It's kind of like the, kind of the comparison. One I've heard, I've never personally used Studio One. I want to try it one day. But uh -huh. uh, is, is that kind of like the comparison? Like, you know, Studio One is more for the, like the PC Windows users and... Uh, not, not necessarily. I mean, I used it and the stuff that I knew in Pro Tools carried over into Studio One. Okay. Everything that I pretty much learned in Pro Tools, I use it the exact same way in Studio One. So, I mean, it, it at the time when I used it, um, again, I started, I was using a podcast. And one of the things that we were doing at the time, so I did a podcast from like 2007 to like 2018. Okay. On, minus like a couple, two, three years. Um, what I'm getting at with that is that one of the things that we did, even back then, we were doing like live streaming. So, and this is when people weren't really live streaming. Um, so what would happen, I would have different artists, they might email me something during the show. And with Studio One, I could basically drag and drop that right into a live session and play it right on the fly. Whereas back then with Pro Tools, you did that same thing, it stopped the whole session. Mm, gotcha. And you, you, you were no longer recording, nothing was happening. The other thing was that I ran into was with Pro Tools at the time was, if you did a real time, you, if you did an export, it was real time. So if I'm doing an hour and a half show, or, or like you're doing, a, we're doing this record now, and it's, you know, might be 50 minutes, the export is gonna take that long. And, and there was no MP3 export at the time either. So that created a whole long workflow for me and a whole, lo a whole long night, because I had to wait an hour or two hours. Then I had to turn around and convert that file to an MP3 so I could upload it, upload it to the podcast host. 
Studio One, they had, you know, where it wasn't real time. So that process might take me 30 minutes versus an hour and a half, and I could export an MP3, I'm done. So gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> those three things alone made me say, I'm done with Pro Tools, at least in terms of what I'm using it for, you know? So, but yeah, to me, there was no, I don't think there's a difference as far as like the user from Mac to PC and the workflow. I think it's just what you, it's like it with anything, what you get comfortable with, then that's what you kind of start to just gravitate to because now you can just get stuff done versus trying to, you know, figure things out. Gotcha. No, that no, that totally makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Like, uh, so yeah, one day I definitely want to try to, uh, I know a couple people who use Studio One and they definitely, I mean, from I've heard like yourself, you know, they definitely have a lot of good success with it. And I've heard people just like, like you said yourself, like move more towards the Studio One side than the Pro Two side. So I, even though I know Pro Tools is pretty much the industry standard, but you know, at the same time, you know, I can't like, stand. <laughs> I can't stand that. Oh, I can't stand that. But, but I get it. Though. I yeah, get I get it. it. Yeah, it's 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 what I know. It's a lot of like, especially with music. That's what a lot of music companies usually use yeah. and stuff like this. So I, I totally get it. So I totally and they were like one of the yeah. first ones to 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 do like digital recording. Like, mm-hmm. and again, this goes back to when I was talking about like the the, the uh, turntable situation. The first like demo that I did that was of decent quality, it was with a guy, a friend of mine who knew a guy who had Pro Tools on an old Mac back in the day. And we did it on there. And the guy, he was going to Webster University, I think at the time. And you're talking about back in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I can see, they were, like I said, they were like one of the first ones to, to do it. No, absolutely not. I, 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 was like, I get it. I do get it. I, yeah. person, but at the same time, like I said, if you can, like you said earlier, if you can make do to what you can work with and it still comes out, you still get the same end result, you know, at the end of the day. Right. Go with that. That's that's personally right. how I feel. Like uh like with me personally, like I'm an FL person. I've been using FL for half my life, legitimately. So I've been using it since I was 18. So uh, that's what I've been more, most comfortable with. And yeah. uh, like you said, like I started off making like three, six sound and stuff, you know? So, you know, and just like you said, like, you know, just like they can crank out something like 15 minutes and stuff like that. But now that I move, right. I've been since graduated from that, you know, 17 years, going on 17 years later, I've been since graduated from that. I'm, I can do, I'm more comfortable in like the, you know, I can do still do trap, but I can do the boom bap. I can do the lo-fi. I can do the R&B side. I can do the pop side, stuff like that. So it's like I've graduated since graduated away from that, and then now scoring you know, again into that because the way I've been seeing FL, especially if you got the right BSTs for it, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can make do whatever you need to. Like I've heard some amazing stuff because I I see people all the time knock FL uses like, oh, well, FL sucks. I'm like, well, FL sucks because nine times a team probably don't know how to use it correctly. Probably know what you're doing. And yeah. two, uh, you know, so you probably used to kind of hear one thing, but then like somebody used to battle, like I would beat people that would use strictly Pro Tools, strictly Reason, strictly Logic, strictly like stuff like GarageBand, strictly uh-huh. uh, uh, Cakewalk and uh, Cubase and all this other stuff that people use and like, or uh, Ableton or Machine and stuff like that. And it was yeah. like, they were like, what? That's what you, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, like Knife Wonder said a long time ago, it's not the machine, it's the man behind it. So it's yeah. like, it's at the end of the day, so if I can crank out what I need to crank out, I still get the end result done and still have everything great because I mix and master in my NFL too so it's like yeah. so for me I can know how to get all that done because I've been using it for so long yeah, and so exactly. it, you know what I'm saying so it like so for me it's like I know exactly what I like and I know exactly what kind of quality kind of clarity I'm looking for all that stuff so that's that's where I'm kind of going with that is at the exactly. end of the day if you're listening uh use whatever you comfortable with like for real like at the end of the day use whatever you personally comfortable with if you can get the same end result like and the shit sounds fantastic fuck what anyone else is talking about that's right. just kind of no that's just, that's how i look at it me personally no doubt, no doubt. um but to kind of just kind of move on just keep the interview going um so now i want to go ahead and talk about uh your experiences with uh just to be in the local scene and how you heard about fresh produce and beat battling in general so let's start there so with the local scene and getting into beat battling now is fresh produce your first experience with beat battles or uh, or have you done some before um so that was actually my first time and and even then i i had told myself i wasn't gonna do a beat battle oh <laughs> uh, why not why not though I, I, so 
because for me, I know with what I've learned, like with beat battling and stuff like that, is that I don't know. I get. I guess it's the competitive side, and in order to compete with like folks that really do that, you have to make stuff that's tailored for that type of environment in order to like really compete. You know what I mean? So I like I had watched some online, and I don't mean just like fresh produce, but like battles like on YouTube, YouTube and like other states. That was like the first time I ever really heard of like beat battle. And it was some, I think it was like, um, I don't know, it was a few years ago. And I started looking at some stuff online. And then one day, I think me and my son were talking in the car about something like that. And he said he wanted to start something like that. I said, well, first you need to do and see if something like that already exists here. And that's when we found you guys, gotcha. you know? So, so I started checking you guys out. Um, so yeah, that, that was the first time for me to really get into something like that. I had heard it, like I said, I've heard about it previously. Um, but I don't know, I, I just, I, I guess being like in the stage where I'm at right now in life, I don't have a whole lot of time to do a whole lot of anything particular. So to make a lot of stuff just particularly for that, um, it would be hard for me to do, you know? I've, I've, I've tried to make it to where I can like somewhat schedule myself time to like just make uh, music in general um, and sometimes that's even a challenge you know with things that go on in life or what have you um, but at the same time I still enjoy doing it and sometimes it's, it's more so a release for me than anything no I, I feel that because that's kind of how I look at stuff too like uh, I stopped I stopped kind of generally in the scene let's just say like the, in the local scene I stopped doing that back in like 2013 because I've been battling honestly since 09 man this is like my early 20s man and so uh, I stopped, I used to do that from pretty much 09 to 13 and I stopped in 13 just because I used to at this point I used to crank out and win a good deal of the time like a lot of times and I was, used to, I was winning like the championship battles like the annual ones like consistently and so after that yeah, I'm like I checked, I checked your resume I checked your resume. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> I stopped. You know what I'm saying? I had to yeah. stop. You know, I stopped because I'm not 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 only because it was just uh, it was just I kind of wanted to graduate and do something else. You know, just kind of you know to move on and do other things, other endeavors, and focus on my actual craft and networking and all this other stuff. Yeah. Just you know, it was just time. You know, to me, it was just time, man. You know, and plus it was like you know, you no, know, yeah, it's always a good show, but at the same time, you know, it's other people out there. You know, let them get their shine, let them get their turn, man. It's yeah. it's it's just the way of the beast, man. It's the way it's how nature goes and that's kind of how i was just looking at it so yeah man with, with beat battling but i'll say this man with beat battling with me personally uh -huh. um i'll say it helped me it was kind of like for me a crash course of kind of like knowing what i need to do with my sound and kind of like what i need to tweak and stuff like that i mean because like you said you know you have to have tailor-made stuff for the battle uh -huh. but at the same time for me it also helped me kind of learn more about myself as far as like oh okay this is kind of like the sound i like and what i kind of gravitate towards uh -huh. and so this is what i kind of need to start kind of focusing on this trying to kind of you know get into it and not only that i mean i learned I me mean, several techniques from several people like just over time just like whether uh you was a competitor or whatever well a lot of competitors and a lot of them, and clearly mo and a lot of them i still keep in touch with cool to, to this day you know, uh -huh. ever since you no, know, I met them. Um and it was just, you know, and like some of them actually, you know, work with now fresh produce. And so, you know, it definitely helped me out. Uh and I'll tell the same thing to anyone else. Like, even if you've never done a beat battle before, whether it's in person or online, which I always say, like, at least for our circuit, you know, since we have both, uh -huh. um, definitely do an online one. But if you ever had a chance to do an in-person one, do the in-person one at least once, just so you can get instant feedback because don't get me wrong like i would say i love the online show because i love what it's done especially during you know during covid time with the pandemic mm -hmm. and it kept things going kept spirits right. high kept everything going kept and i'm glad anything, you guys did that too yeah yeah if anything it helped grow the community a lot more man expand a lot more for like uh people uh out of state or even out of the country i was you know gonna what I'm say that yeah. Yes, so it, it definitely helped with that, man. Helped grow the networking a great deal. But at the same time, like if you're able to come to the live show, it's just nothing like hearing like your music on those big studio monitors, man, and like you know, big especially big concert monitors, man. Just right. hearing like and then like so we have great mixing, like we have a great live mixing what we do. So with our team. Uh, shout out to my man Jim. Shout out to my man Brady. Like they do all the live mixing and stuff like that right then and there. So, nice. 
when you hear all that, you actually hearing the clarity of all your stuff, all the bass, all the treble, all, you know, every little intricate part that you can hear with your beats, you can hear it right then and there. And then we were like, okay, hearing my headphones is one thing, but now I'm hearing or <laughs> hearing the car is one thing, but now yeah. I'm hearing it on these big, huge speakers in front of everybody. Oh, okay. Now I know why I need to tweak. Now I know why I need to kind of like clean up or something like that for next time. Like, win or lose, you know what I mean? So, and then not only that, you know, you get a lot of live feedback from like a lot of crowd right then and there. You know what I'm saying? So you, so and then it helps you. You know, people can see a name with a face right there and can kind of touch you. Because I mean, mind you, yeah, you can. I can just like we communicate on like IG, you know, but uh-huh. someone right there, right there in your face, and especially if they're like a artist or a fellow producer or engineer or a DJ that wants to collab and work with you. You know, that's to me that's fantastic. That's even better because now y'all can talk and chop it up more and learn more about each other and exchange information. Like I said, not that you can't do that online, but I'm just saying, but it's just something about doing it in person. It's just a different feeling. For me, it right. is. Right, that's I, I, and I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, so that's why I say, man, so, you know, like I said, even though I know you did one, um, definitely in, in in the near future, man, if you ever want to, please do the in-person one at least one time. Okay. So at least once, just to say that you did it, you know, um, just to say that you did it. You and your son, you know what I'm saying? I would definitely say both of you do at least once. And um, which perfect segue since we spoke about your son, because since you uh, you and your son, like I said earlier in the intro, you both were in Fresh Produce uh, online together, and you actually competed against each other. Yeah, they set us up, man. <laughs> they set us up. I tell people about that all the time. I'm like, man, they set us up. I say because me and him, we talked about this beforehand, so he already knew what I was gonna play. So and then the, and the one that he that he played, I guess when we went head to head. I knew that one and I was like, I, but since I had to go first, I'm thinking I already had something scheduled in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go with my first mind on this. Then mm-hmm. I knew like, then he played the one that I knew he was gonna play. I'm like, yeah, he got me. Cause the song, it was dope. It was a dope track, you know? So yeah, but yeah, it, it was fun though. It was fun. It was a cool experience. And I told him, I'm like, look, I'm gonna do it. If I do it, you do it. Cause he was like, he didn't really want to do it initially. I don't think, you know? And so we both agreed to do it, and uh, you know it, it worked out. Like I said, it was cool. It was a good experience. It was it was a fun time. It was a fun time in the house. Fun time Absolutely. with friends that tuned in, family that tuned in, or whatever. So that was it was real cool. Yeah, that was actually. I mean, I'm mean, and I'm glad you answered the question I was going to ask. Like, so yeah. So how did your uh, the rest of the family feel about that? But that's that's yeah, what's up. Was, if everyone enjoyed it, that's what's up. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was cool, man. It was real cool. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. We shared it on Facebook and stuff like that. So family and stuff that was on Facebook, they they voted and they they watched and stuff like that. So even people who I didn't think would watch, they watched as well. So yeah, it, it was it was real cool. That's what's up, man. That, that's 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 really what's up, man. Like I love to hear that's that kind of thing because I, I I think that truly is the first time we have actually had like that's what he told me when, when I spoke to him. Yeah, that's what he told me. It was like a first time thing. I said, well, that's that's awesome. Hell yeah, man. I mean, if anything, I would love to see that again, man. I mean, I, hopefully this, I mean, if not, not just you and your son, just opens the door for like just more of yeah. that, you know, like whether it's father, son, or mother and daughter, or sibling yeah. or sibling, or something like that, man. I, I would love to see more family battles because it, it, it helps. It's, it's, it's interesting. To, it you know, is. Cause you, because cause you, like you said, you know kind of what the other one, you definitely know what the other one can bring. So it's like, right. okay, how will everyone else receive it? You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the end of the day, man, like I said, you and your son, y'all put on a damn good show. I mean, for real, because it, it, it was just, it, it was, it was, it was great. Both of you, both of y'all were dope, for real, to be totally honest. Like, for real, for real. I appreciate that, bro. Thanks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, uh, so speaking of which, um, yeah. would you, um, now I want to kind of scale it back a little bit, because I know you say you do this podcast thing. So, Tell me what your podcast was about um, that you used to do for like, it sounded like for about 11 years of my timeline. Roughly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so the, the origin story, I guess, behind the podcast, so to speak, was that, so like when we, when I first got married, you know, and, and that was like really kind of getting into church and my wife, she was already kind of like heavily into the church or whatever. I was still like listening to just all kinds of stuff. And I didn't really know how to, to I guess not do that <laughs> so and I'm like I'm not gonna be listening to like the five blind boys in Mississippi or whatever I'm like that's not my <laughs> speed I don't know how to do that you know and I'm like I grew up on hip hop 
You know what I'm saying? That's that's like from the basically like you talking about the 80s up until now. So I'm mm-hmm. like, so to displant that with something else, I'm like, I don't know what to do, and I'm not not gonna listen to something. You know, so I had a, a buddy of mine who actually was my co-host on the podcast. He was doing videography and uh, he was doing um, some videos, I guess. Um, what were, oh, we were actually doing like a video shoot for like a skit that we were working on at the time. And we were sitting in, in his van and it was like a like a kind of a cold day. We were in the loop and he played. Who did he play? Um, I think it was like it was a Christian artist from St. Louis name Flame. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. no flame. Definitely. Yeah. Let me hear. He let me hear flame. And he let me hear the truth. And he let me hear a couple other people. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Well, these guys, they they don't suck. You know, I said I might have to check this out. So I'm like, okay. Well, where can I get more of this? And at the time, there was really no place to get a lot of the music. You could buy something like from I think like a Christian bookstore or whatever. Um, so I'm like, okay. Other than that, you couldn't. There, there wasn't really an online presence. Um, like streaming, like really wasn't a thing for real back then. So you're talking about like 2006, 2007. So like that music wasn't readily available all the time online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think CD Baby was like maybe the biggest place you could get stuff. Um, so with that being said, I'm like, well, why not create something to try to promote the music? Because it was it was good music. It was clean. Um, and I had, you know, young kids or whatever at the time. He had young kids and it was a good way to try to I guess foster that that culture in terms of like good music but clean music and something that you could maybe get into you know for the lack of a better way of looking at it so i'm like okay mm-hmm. well why not create something so i don't know how long after that um there's a couple of us from like the church i was at at the time we met at um there was there used to be a bread co in the loop it's closed now oh but, yeah definitely um, yeah, yeah. Oh, i know about it definitely definitely yeah. know about that yeah, so we we met there and we would discuss some stuff. And I think I looked up like podcasting and what it was. Well, podcasting had only been out like a year, I think, at that time. So so it, I think it came out like 2005. We started talking about this in 2006, and then 2007, and we kind of launched it, you know. And we um, I, I networked with people, man, online, locally, um, and basically created event i guess like an online place where we would play your music you know and that was basically the beginning of the show at the time was called the ground floor show okay and uh that was that was basically the 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 reasoning behind starting it to kind of help bring something to the forefront that was kind of way in the back you know and i felt that i could maybe get behind something like that because like i said it was it was it was good it was it was clean and it, it gave me an alternative to listen to, you know, versus listen to Capone and Oriega or whatever that I was listening to prior to that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but that was a reason why we we got, I got into doing that. And uh, it, it was fun, you know, because the focus of it initially was the music, because I didn't I didn't want to be on, you know, I didn't want to be recorded. I ain't like my, my, my speaking voice, none of that stuff. I didn't know what I was going to say, um, was nervous. And uh, so we basically, we said something at the very beginning, we joked around for like five, 10 minutes. And then I did like a, probably like a 45, 50 minute mix of just different songs that I had. And I mixed them together. And uh, then we did like a little small outro and that was it. And then over time, it kind of, we did it in parts, you know? So we did like a beginning segment. Then we played like five, six songs and we did like a middle segment in five, six songs or whatever. And we closed it out. So then it became more structured over the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got it to the point where um, I was part of a, uh, there was a thing of DJs called uh, One Accord DJs. They were kind of like guys who were like Christian DJs all over the world. And they okay. networked together. And I networked with a guy in Augusta, Georgia named uh, Sean Blue, who got us on the radio and syndication down there. So, so, you know, so that that was fun because that was a different, um, different exposure. You know, I networked with a guy who was in uh, Florida at the time um, and he got us on his radio network in Florida. So we we were we were doing some things at that time. And uh, like I said, it was fun um, on them to the point where it was. <laughs> and that was probably the latter years of it, because it the focus of it changed from music to more so like political stuff 
uh, and it lost this focus of what it was intended on, and I didn't, I just wasn't feeling that, so we kind of ended up shutting it down. Yeah, that's that was gonna be my uh, question to you, and you just answered it like yeah, <laughs> the reason why, like what, what happened when they shut down? Because I mean, because the premise of the show and the synopsis of the show that you just gave yeah. me sounds sounds dope. You know what I'm saying? You know, bringing like uh, Christian rap and Christian music that uh, people didn't know about to the forefront. Yeah, and, and which that's dope, man. I would love to hear more of that, man. Like, so hopefully, uh, you know, if one day you and your you and your man ever considered bringing it back, ho- if one day you ever do, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying you will or you won't, but if you ever do, no, definitely I would be real interested in hearing something like that, man. Because I mean, I halfway grew up in the church. I grew up in my childhood. Yeah. Now I'm an adolescent for real, but my childhood definitely. So I kind of missed all my teenage years of it. But my childhood, yeah, oh, I, I was yeah, definitely. <laughs> I like yeah, I, I, I was in uh, Kojic and Baptist, so that's because my grandmother was a uh, Kojic, and so I uh, grew up in Kojic and I grew up in Baptist part. So and then uh, my wife, she and then my wife, no, uh, God bless her, man. She uh, went through it like from birth all the way to now. She uh, grew up uh, Pentecostal, so you know, so going, you know, so all of that, you know, so she, so she's definitely into it. That's you no know, her background. That's her story yeah. too. And uh, I know, like, and you know, shout out to her and my man uh, CJ, man. Like, they got a podcast, which is a Christian based podcast called Pew Babies, mm-hmm. and uh, which is dope, man. Like, they talk about basically a lot of stuff from, uh, you know, from the church kids side like anyone who grew up in church now just kind of explaining stuff from the church kids side and then especially uh-huh. now that they're you know we all in our 30s now you know they right. explain stuff was like hey you know this is what we experienced this is what we grew up knowing and just to kind of give an explanation to uh anyone who didn't grow up in church you know this right. is why we believe certain things this is why we moved the way we moved and it's us on like current topics and like hey That's you know what yeah man yeah whether it's uh stuff that you know people wouldn't they wouldn't talk about in church so so which which i appreciate and love for that so so yeah so shout out to you baby shout out to you uh, you homie man no great show you know i always listen to y'all man they got youtube and stuff like that which is amazing so pew babies check them out yeah so pew babies check them out shout out to y'all but uh yeah, no, nah, man. Like, no. Nah, if you ever come back out with something like that, man, or if anyone does, man, just just for Christian music, just for like uh, hip hop or R and B stuff like that, you know, that that's dope, man. Because like, so I know I'm familiar with like the Flames and uh, Bizzles and the Crazy of the World and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm familiar with them. Yeah, and, yeah. And of course, you know, you got of course you got like the people that's been around, like the. Uh, Mary Marys and uh, mm-hmm. Yolanda Adams and you got people that still do stuff like you know with sing and preach like like the uh, Kurt Franklin's of the world and yeah. the Hezekiah Walkers and the Israel Hoptons and the uh, Ty Tribbius and stuff like this you got them they, they be out there so like they, they got the old school like we're talking about like the Richard Smallwoods and you know the Edward Hawkins and Clark sisters oh, wow, and yeah. you know like so you know so you know like I know my stuff yeah, now yeah, so, yeah. I know my stuff right James Cleavers of the world right so the James Cleavers of the world stuff like this so you know yeah. so now man so I, I let's say I still grew up in it, even though I wasn't all the way in it, I still knew my stuff tight enough and then of course my wife right. put me on stuff over time stuff like that right, you know right. the stuff I didn't know so uh shout out to her for that but uh nah man like uh yeah man I, I hate to hear that man I, I low-key kind of hate to hear that man because I, I mean, that sounds like it was so honestly, dope man honestly and it wasn't it wasn't just that too so to give I guess a little more insight into it and you, you don't have to you have to explain too much either like oh, it's cool. personal stuff you don't have to no 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 not 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 at all I mean and I, even if it's personal I don't really care because if, if I got something that can help somebody else, so be it. Um, but the, I guess the other part portion of that too was that, so like around 2012, I switched careers and mm-hmm. I got in, uh, I started doing IT full time. And at that time, there was a transition in my, my personal life, my home life. And it was too much to try to take on all the stuff that I was doing and learning and dealing with at, at the new uh, place of business versus trying to do this stuff when I came home. Like I would literally get out working and come home and crash. And I didn't have, it was just, I tried it and I couldn't do it. And then, um, so I was like, okay, maybe we just need to pause it. And then the other thing too was that there was a, in that realm of, of music, there was a, a, a like, like, like Christian hip hop is always a little bit behind, like whatever's going on, like regular hip hop or whatever. And the music started to change and everything became trap. And the, mm-hmm. so the sound started to change. And what I used to like to do on the show was like to have a variety in sound. 
and so it would it would like and it, and this is not a knock but it, for me i guess coming from where i come from musically or whatever when all the music started to sound somewhat similar and i would mm. go through pages and pages and emails and emails and all the songs had the similar sound i'm like i don't have a variety to to, to pick from like when i first started yeah you had some stuff that sounded i guess like trapped and you had some stuff that sounded kind of like boom bap then you had some stuff that sounded kind of popish and you had some stuff i mean there was like a variety of different music that i had to pick from mm-hmm. and what i would do like we would do a show every week i would like pick the music out and then throw it in the playlist so like when we would do a show then i would post the playlist on the website or wherever um but i would get so behind on music because i didn't have the variety that i wanted Mm. And that kind of hindered me from getting stuff done. Like it was episodes that I didn't even release because I ain't, I didn't feel confident in the music variety that I had, you know. And I don't know. I, and, I, and I guess that was just a pet peeve of mine. But I just like to have different sounds. I have I like to have sounds from people in different places, you know. Right, right, right. And when I wasn't getting that, it was just like, all right, well, what makes this week sound any different than it did last week or two, three weeks ago, you know? And now that's and that's kind of when. I think the focus as well on the show started to change as well. So, and it, and it just became a, a chore versus having fun doing it. And that's like mm-hmm. having a job when you got a job and you don't like it. You hate your job. You don't want to go to work anymore in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I understand. You know? I feel you, I feel you. And that's something that I didn't want that to really be. I didn't want it to be a task. So every Thursday or Friday, whenever day it was that we recorded on, um, It'd be a it'd be a task and or a chore to get it done so I could have it online by that weekend. And I didn't want it to be like that, you know. So I'm like, once it got to that point, I was just like, you know what? Maybe not. You know. So but yeah, that that's kind of the I guess the part of the other part of the backstory why we kind of stopped. And then everybody too, the schedule started getting difficult because, you know people you know people had kids they got older so they started doing more stuff so it might be hard for my, my brother to get over come over here on time or you know i might have something going on and it, it just that was one reason why we stopped doing the live stream portion of it like we we, we were doing like live you know like mm-hmm. and, like i said this was when people weren't doing live at the time so we were doing like live stream video audio um dog on social media at the same time we were taking calls in through skype and you talking about like, like back in probably 2010, doing that like that, you know. So I mean, everybody's doing that kind of stuff now, but back then, wasn't nobody really doing it like that. Um, so yeah, that was when we basically started losing elements that made it fun. Then it just kind of the, the focus changed and um, the enjoyment of it changed. So no, you know, and looking at it like that you know it's kind of like one of those things i guess in my mind i'm looking at it as like all good things must come to end at some point you know? yeah exactly so, so you know if it ended when it was supposed to because it's just it was just it's season you just had the season which it lasted as long as it did like i said 11 years from like you said 07 to 2018 so you know that's that's there's an 11 year season that you guys had so you know all you know all things like i said has to come to end sometime you know it's just the nature of the world so no doubt so, but you know, from what it sounds like, what you did, what you guys did have, that's why I was like, oh man. But no, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But no, but no, it's 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 cool. It's cool though because, like I said, at the end of the day, you you left the mark that you leave, you needed to leave. And so I, I for the so and you just explained to me what you explained to me. That was that's dope enough. You know what I'm saying. So. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, like I said, if you ever decide, yeah, get the inkling to do it again, get the inkling to do it. If you ever decide to, no, I definitely will be interested in listening again for sure. Like definitely, man. So, uh, for real, for real. Because nah, man. Because it was that's just interesting. And then, like I said, I'm just you know, like I said, since I, uh, you know, I'm back in more to you know my more spirituality. I'm getting back in more of my spirituality over these last few years, and especially being with my wife and stuff like that. You know, that really does you know, help. You know, and listening to different music because, like, I listen like when it comes to music at this point, man. I still listen to my fair share of rap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like uh, uh, the Kendrick album just came out, so you know, I'm definitely listening to that. And like uh, Pusha T album came out not too long before that. You know, of course, then the Dreamville stuff with J Cole's uh, crew, mm-hmm. and then like my then the last big album I really loved was you know Tyler Creators' uh, "Call Me If You Get Lost." So because that was just a 
DJ Drama mixtape and album form, which I love that. You know what I'm saying? That's so yeah. So I, I love that, man. So I love that because that's the I came up doing the mixtape age for real, listening to a lot of that stuff. So man, you know, so it's so it's so it was dope, man. And it's a lot of great dope music, but like I said, in the Chris in the Christian music side, like it's some it's some great music out there. I, I mean, I've definitely been seeing it and been hearing it, man. So it's and now I've been getting back and kind of back in tune with that, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's out there and stuff like that. So no, 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 that's that's dope, man. But uh, okay. like I said, if you ever do, I definitely want to <laughs> know know about it. So definitely let me know, man. <laughs> for real, for real. Will do, will do, will do. Most definitely, man. But uh, actually, we are uh, we had a some great conversation, some great stuff, man. But like I said earlier, all good things must come to an end. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so we got to go ahead and shut it down in a few, man. But uh, I want to go ahead and give you a space and opportunity, like I do with anyone, to uh, give out your contact information, promote anything that you got coming out for uh, future work or anything like that. Like, so I want to go ahead and give you the floor for that. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I on the production side, I I, uh, I got a B Star store. Um, the short of that is Lighthouse Music or it's Beats dot Lighthouse Music uh, dot net. Lighthouse Music is basically uh, it's it's a kind of a starter record label that I started with my son, um, mainly so that we can like organize our stuff as he nice. puts out music. So as I put out music, um, so but I have a beats page on there. Um, I'm on Instagram, of course, um, and that's you can look me up just on Instagram. Uh, Man at Arm Slaps is my uh, handle on Instagram. Same thing on Twitter. Um, and basically same thing on Facebook as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. If I'm online, more than likely I'll probably be on Instagram or whatever. Um, but yeah, and right now I got a um, got a project that I'm working on with with some uh, guys that I used to do music with back in the day called the Track Vandals. And nice, nice. We're actually working on an EP, and it's going to be called uh, Back from the Neverwoods. Uh, so that's that that has its own story within itself. So we just kind of wrapped up the last song on that. I'm trying to mix those songs down and hopefully we'll get those on all streaming platforms. Um, I got a beat tape that I put out back in 2020 called uh, The Human Beatbox Volume 1. It's basically like a collection of songs that I had worked on and hard drive crashed. So I don't have a stem, didn't have the stems for them or nothing like that. So I'm like, well, yeah, it was all bad. (laughs) It was all bad. So, but that's on all streaming platform so just look up the human beatbox volume one and you'll you'll see a cover that have like like fat albert and cosby kids record cover on there and a couple other record covers i think i think oh, it was george benson heck might even be chuck mangione on there. i can't remember for sure <laughs> but uh but yeah uh so yeah that's what i got going on right now man and uh, i look to start a project that will be like a combination of like young up-and-coming artists from st louis and like old school artists that from St. Louis that either are still doing stuff or have done stuff in the past. So um, that's that's a project that I hope to kind of do, kind of like a bridging the gap project, mm-hmm. bringing like old school, new school together. And hopefully I can get that done. And I'm working on a project with Siraj. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not, but um, working on a project with him. He, he actually records out of Suburban Pro. Okay, okay. You're cool with Carter. <laughs> Um, so I'm working on something with him and I've been working on a few tracks with uh, an artist uh, by the name of Night Owl who I've been kind of working with loosely over the last really since the pandemic Somebody definitely familiar with Night Owl I'm definitely yeah. familiar with him yeah I, well, I knew him from back in the day man so we reconnected at the beginning of the pandemic and uh, so that kind of brought us back together and uh, we've done like three or four tracks and hopefully uh, with him he does a lot of music licensing so I'm trying to get into that realm through him. So he's been kind of helping me out. So um, I thank him for that kind of nice. that opportunity as well. So, but other than that, man, that's that's where I'm at. Um, and again, I thank you, brother, for allowing me to come on and just talk. You know, so I appreciate it. Oh man! Oh, anytime, bro. Like this was a dope episode, man. Like no, I mean I, every episode I try to do is a pretty good episode. No, but this definitely was a really good episode because I just learned some. Like so I'm always a, love. I'm a student learning man. I always love to learn new stuff about people and talk to them and just like I said, story lives and experiences. That's that's the whole name of the game of the show. And I right just on. love doing that in, in in general. So I love to hear stuff like this, man. And um, I want to know if you have any final words to the good people out there. Um, final words, man. Um, and this is just this just from my own experience because, and, and I, I'm gonna try to make it quick. Um, I got back into music after taking a whole long time off, and that was like 2018. 
And the thing that I bat- battled with at that time was, what, I guess, what you consider like ageism. Because I'm a little older and um, people say, you know, well, you get to a certain age, you can't do certain things or whatever. And I doubted myself. Um, and But as of, over time, I started you know, doing more things, researching stuff and got back into it. Um, and the thing that I just want to share with other other people, man, is just don't doubt yourself. You know, take the chance, believe in yourself. If you don't believe in anybody, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, take a chance and uh, just go for it. Whatever it is that you want to do, just go for it. You know, that's, that's my word for anybody. I always try to encourage people to, um, you know, follow what they love to do, be it music, be it arts, you know, be it whatever it is in your career take the next step and do what you got to do to try to make it happen so that's it beautiful words brother beautiful words og truly appreciate you again man for coming on man definitely 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 like we don't try to get past this rain and try to enjoy this day (laughs) but no man for real but yeah most definitely man for real thank you again for coming on like say sharing your stories and experiences man like truly do appreciate you man most definitely no doubt i appreciate it absolutely man absolutely uh, but good people that was another dope episode of Fruit of the Bone podcast again like I said at the beginning of the episode uh, make sure you check us out all audio streaming platforms we out here you name it we are out here so like I said Spotify Apple Google Amazon Stitcher TuneIn you name it we out here so make sure you check us out man uh, like I said uh, Mondays that's why I do the releases so make sure you check those out uh, again as well make sure you check out like I said uh, all the live shows for Fresh Produce STL and also the online shows Fresh Produce Online. Let's say make sure you check those out. Uh, follow those at Fresh Produce STL and Fresh Produce Online, respectively. Uh, make sure you check us. Uh, let's say make sure you check out everything podcast related, which is at Fruit Boom Pod on uh, all uh, social media platforms. And uh, make sure you check out the next show coming out for uh, Fresh Produce Online, which I believe is going to be the 25th so make sure you check that out may 25th 2022 make sure you check us out on that that's be about around 9 p.m central time so make sure you check that out and uh make sure i believe the live show is on june 1st if i'm not mistaken i believe so i had to double check that but we'll just say june 1st right now um which is my birthday so make sure you check that out so yeah that's my 35th birthday man so most definitely man so make sure you check that out if you see me out and about man make sure you know say hey fan of the show fan of you production you know just say who you are man jbjr man uh, i'll be 35 so make sure you check that out and uh other than that man uh we will catch you guys on the next recording we'll catch you out there man peace peace